Welcome to the ProcureTech Podcast, where we aim to excite and inspire you about how technology will shape our profession's future. I'm your host, James Meads, and I worked in corporate procurement for 16 years before starting my own business as a content creator and consultant in the procurement technology space. I'm deeply convinced that procurement must become less technocratic and embrace the entrepreneurial spirit and creativity if we're ever going to shake off our image of being a process-obsessed, box-ticking function. You definitely won't find vanilla content on here, and we're not afraid to tackle some controversial topics and tell it like it really is. So if that's your thing, now let's jump right into this week's episode. Yes, and a very warm welcome to another episode of the ProcureTech Podcast. We are the official podcast of procurementsoftware.site, the only place where you can search, filter, and find every single procurement tech solution that your heart would be content with all in one space, completely free of charge. And in today's episode, we're taking a bit of a journey to somewhere a lot more exotic than where you're probably sitting. And we're going across to the Middle East and to Saudi Arabia, in fact, uh, to speak to my guest today. And we're going to be having a talk about not only the solution that he is founder and CEO of, but also really to explore some of the challenges and nuances of the procurement technology space in a rapidly developing market that is the Middle East and the Gulf region. So uh, Iyad Aldaluj, founder and CEO of Penny, very warm welcome. Good to have you here. Good to be here, James. Thanks for having me. I've been a big fan of your show and it's, uh, it's quite exciting to be here. Thank you. And likewise, it's great to have you on because I, I spent a bit of time last winter in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. And just to see just the, the, just the amount of construction and just the pace of development that's happening out there, as indeed is happening in Saudi Arabia. You know, we hear of all of our European footballers now going across to play there. <laughs> Well, the next step is to uh, to get the superstar procurement. <laughs> Indeed, although yeah, you've got a few of those working on on Neom, I guess, on your uh, on your super city. <laughs> but it's, I guess, what I'm trying to say is, I mean, this is clearly a a very exciting place to be right now, whether you're a procurement professional or indeed whether you're a solutions provider or a, or a growing business, you know, looking to take advantage of you know, the rapidly developing market in that part of the world. So I think before we start, just give a very brief background of, of what Penny is as a software solution and, and your background and, and how you got into this space. And then we'll dig in a little bit more to some of the unique aspects and nuances uh, of the Middle East market in general. Absolutely. So let me start with my, my own background. I pretty much spent all of my professional career in the startup ecosystem. Prior to co-founding Penny, I joined the startup called Kareem and joined it uh, when it was only two years old in Saudi Arabia. Um, Kareem was the, or still is, but was only the ride-hailing app, which now became a super app. Um, I joined it and we grew that company to be a $3 billion. We actually we exited, got acquired by Uber Technologies for $3 billion. Before that, I was in the US. I co-founded an e-commerce technology company. And my background had nothing to do with the procurement directly, but indirectly it did. Because when you manage PNL, you're managing procurement. Indeed. <laughs> and uh, Penny started 
it was a, it was a bit of a biased decision because our co-founders, uh, one of our co-founders actually had a background in procurement, not on the digital front of procurement, um, but he was, he's very passionate about procurement. And I think that bug, the procurement bug, you know, cut all of us. It's a, it's a very exciting space. Let me give you, let me give you sort of like the, the elevator pitch about Penny and what is Penny. Uh, Penny is a source to pay software. We're procurement software. We help companies manage their full procurement cycle from purchase requisition, approval workflow, sourcing, GRN, bill, and payment. Of course, it comes in with the supporting module of contract management, catalog management, vendor management, budget management, and et cetera. So that's great, but that's also a very busy marketplace, especially if you look towards Europe and, and North America. So walk me through then, what are some of the unique aspects of being a tech founder and, and selling a procurement SaaS product to, to clients in the Middle East versus you know, what we see in, in, in the rest of the developed world? Absolutely. So first of all, we serve customers across multiple countries. We're not only focusing on the Middle East. We have customers from all over the world. But being here definitely gives us advantage in this local market. And which is a very, very exciting market, by the way. And you and I will tap on this today. But what differentiates Penny, I think the core of your question is it's, it's sort of a competitive market. So what makes Penny unique? And uh, what makes Penny unique is the modern user interface and user experience. We kind of look at it as a competitive market. And this seems to be like the general look at it. But I would challenge that idea. If we look at the procurement, software space, it is very competitive. But if we look at the source to pay for mid-market and upper market is predominantly dominated by a few players. And those few players happen to be, in my opinion, very complex and very rigid solutions, all the school solutions, the kind of solutions that don't really resonate with the millennial users nowadays. And even with those dominant players, if we look at the global market, by the way, you have only a handful of players. I mean, we're talking about this is a multi-billion industry globally. And by the way, it's a growing that a compounding annual growth rate, 9.5%. It is a really fast growing market. And it is dominated by only very few handful of players. Now, if we look at those players, they're not even capturing the mid-market. Most of them are capturing the upper market. But if we are looking for a complete source to pay solution that is focusing on the mid-market, that's quick to implement, easy to use, there you don't have, this is not a competitive market. So you don't have a lot of offering as it seems to be uh, when we look at the whole market in, in general. And the way we look at it in, in, in Penny is that Procurement software should not be complicated. They should not be very expensive and they should not take a long time to implement. We can have the software up and running in a matter of weeks. And yes, it serves the complex and rigorous processes of mid-market and upper market. We do have customers from upper market, but most of our customers from mid-market. And the way we define mid-market would be any company between half a billion to probably like $5 billion. Got it. I was going to ask you that actually, because everyone's definition is is slightly different. So, so typically, then you'd be looking at half a billion dollars up to about five billion, which is what you call mid market to upper market, but not you know sort of Fortune one thousand companies. Okay, yeah. And 
you touched on a couple of points there that I wanted to just loop back onto. So you said that there are not that many companies out there doing source to pay for the mid-market that have a user-friendly interface. Now, I, I would agree with that, by the way. I think there is, there is plenty of competition out there. But as you quite rightly said, you know, even if there are even if there are five or even 10 other companies that are playing in a similar space, if that was fintech or if that was marketing tech, there would be hundreds of them, right? So, yeah. I, I, yeah. And, and the other thing is, I mean, I'm sure you've noticed this as well, that a lot of them tend to, apart from like the big one, the big, more established legacy players, the newer ones, and I think it's a smart move, but the newer ones tend to focus more either on geography or on industry sector to be able to get a foothold in a certain segment and then to sort of expand from there. I mean, is, is, is that what you've done with Penny, either geographically or with industry sector? Or have you managed to sort of penetrate multiple geographies and industry sectors pretty much from the beginning? You know, we certainly consider that. In fact, we did a lot of experimentation on, on, on that front. And our conclusion is that our focus should not be geographical and it should not be in, in, on, on an industry level. And our focus should be on a market market size. And we found the sweet spot with mid-market. Like whether you are in Riyadh or London or Tokyo, if you are a mid-market company, you have you need procurement. You have complex procurement and you need to digitize procurement. Then Penny would be the right solution for you. And the reason why is because by nature, because we, we're not providing procurement, we're not we're not doing any procurement services. What we're providing, we're providing the tool that helps companies digitize their procurement. And that tool, by nature, is industry agnostic. So it's not in our favor to, to focus on any industry. With that being said, we do see more reciprocation with industries like contracting industries. And that's only because if you are, let's say, a $5 billion contracting industry, uh, versus a $5 billion consulting it. A contracting by nature, even though they're the same size, they're buying more stuff. Contracting industry might have like much more complex procurement. We did find uh, uh, that contractors or contracting companies reciprocate more than others with, with, with uh, procurement technology. And on the geography, we're not oblivious of the advantage that we have in this region. Yeah. Number one, because we are from the region, we understand this market very well. Saudi Arabia in specific is a very, very exciting market. It's a $1 trillion economy, but it's one of the fastest growing economies in the G20. It's a very, very interesting market. And a lot of, you know, people from all over the world hear about what we call not mega, but giga projects that are taking place in Saudi Arabia. And with all of those construction projects and giga projects, Digitizing procurement has never been more pleasant. In, indeed. And you mentioned the sweet spot of being in the mid-market. And could you maybe give some of the some examples of, of the features or the or the usability that, that that you've managed to bring into Penny as a product that that hits that sweet spot? Because on the one side you've got much more simple, in some cases, low-code, no-code applications that are very much geared towards smaller businesses. And then on the flip side, as you very correctly alluded to, you've got 
you know, the much bigger solutions that are really, really complex and take months or in some cases years to implement that are very much focused on large enterprises. So, so what have you found are the features that you need to have to, to attract customers in that market segment? Because, you know, implementation and, and ROI and speed and agility is the one side. But, but what about actual features? Do you, what do you find that you have to have in the product to be able to get the attention of those customers? Absolutely. So um, think about it this way, James. We all have access to consumer apps. In fact, we all use consumer apps on our phone on a daily basis. And when you go to, uh, you know, get an Uber or, or an Uber Eat or something, uh, you don't want that to be a complex experience. In fact, you want it to be as frictionless as possible. So why is it that when we go to work and we sit on our desk, we are expected to go back to the 90s <laughs> with enterprise software? Yeah, It's just beyond me. And the way we designed things, we designed it with the end user in mind. You know how many suppliers, we have thousands of suppliers using Penny from our the You know how many suppliers we've trained to use Penny? Zero. Zero. (laughs) Now, you and I know that the biggest competitor in this market and some markets has centers to train suppliers on how to use their platform. Now, I mean, think about this in the 21st century context. If you look at certain markets, Saudi Arabia is one of them where the the, the population pyramid, uh, young people represents the majority of the, of the population. You have a perfect population pyramid. And what that means is that more and more decision makers are millennials. And millennials are tech savvy. But you know what's coming after this? Gen Zs. Gen Zs are not only tech savvy, they're tech native. But there's no way that millennials and the generation after it, at the decision making, they will go to the old school, heavy industrial software. So this is how we connect with mid-market in general. Now, in terms of features, of course, it's a source to pay. And I think your audience are very well uh, versed in procurement. That's why they are your audience. So no reason for me to explain what source to pay is. But in, in, in short, let me give you some of the features that helps resonate with, with mid-market. If I come to you and you are, you know, a trillion-dollar company, and I give you a platform and I say, all your suppliers must be on this platform. So you have to invite all the suppliers. You have the power to do so because everyone wants to do business with you because you are a trillion dollar company. But if you go to a mid-market, a billion dollar company, and then ask them to invite all of their suppliers, unfortunately, they don't have the power. So in Penny, they don't even have to do that. They don't even have to do that. In fact, their suppliers wouldn't even know about Penny. Let's say before Penny, they were sending RFQs via email. With Penny, they would still receive RFQs via email. Suppliers would quote them via email, and the system would automatically gather, compare, analyze it. All the offers negotiate for them, and it creates an analytical track. That's very valuable to to and let alone that no training needed, not even the supplier, not on the supplier side, not on the user side or the buyer side. 
Yeah, and onboarding suppliers is is a headache in some of these more more legacy, more established platforms. I, I completely agree with you. I, I I never actually considered the fact that Saudi and the Middle East in general is is such a young workforce, and as a result of that, it's millennials that are making the decision around what technology platforms are being implemented. Whereas in in Europe and, and North America, perhaps it's it's, it's Gen X or, or or even Boomers in some case that are that, that are just coming up to retirement. So I didn't actually think of that, but that were, that's certainly one example of how the needs of the user in that region or the decision maker is going to be are going to be different from those in in more established markets. Um, are, are there any more? I mean, the one that I was keen to ask you, I mean, in Europe, especially where, where I'm based, we we tend to look more towards automation of tradi- uh, traditional sort of tactical and transactional procurement work as one of our key drivers for digitization. And, and the reason for that is the labor market in Europe is not particularly flexible. You know, you've all heard, I'm sure everyone's heard that's listening to this that's not from Europe about how strong the unions are in companies like, in countries like France and Germany and Scandinavia. And that tends to mean that if you're going to have highly skilled salaried employees, then you want them to focus on more strategic value-added work. I mean, it's kind of obvious, I guess, when you think about it. But in, in the Middle East, you do have a more casual, let's say, lower-skilled white-collar workforce that you can tap into to do clerical tasks, mainly because of the Middle East region in general has a very open immigration policy. If you have a job, it's relatively easy to get a, to get a work visa. So what's driving companies in that region to digitize their procurement operations if, if access to clerical labor at a competitive rate is not really an issue in that part of the world? I would say three words, saving, efficiency, and control. And it's, it's funny, James, because we were just having a workshop few weeks ago and we did this exercise in which we look at, we looked at all our customers and all the customers that we almost won, but we lost. And we identified who was the advocate in those companies and why. And we, we put multiple sort of like attributes and we, we did the, the, the correlation and we mapped out the attributes to the, to the, to the advocates and the companies. In, in order for us to understand who, uh, who is our ICP or our ideal customer profile. And the biggest learning was that the number one driver, we thought the number one driver would be saving, but it was governance. Companies mid-market, because those companies are usually um, companies in a growing economy, in a, in a fast or rapidly developing economy like Saudi Arabia. These are companies that if, if they are in mid-market today, they were probably not in mid-market five years ago, right? So yeah. that rapid growth requires governance. And CEOs and CFOs turned out to be the biggest advocates. We thought it would be procurement directors. Turns out that procurement director love us, but that's only expected. But the advocates were the CEOs and the CFOs. Because when you have, when you digitize your entire procurement processes and activities, you can ensure governance, you can ensure compliance. But the three main values that we sort of like summarize them in, in sort of like major categories were saving, control, and efficiency. 
That's interesting. And I can see it's almost like rapidly growing startups and why why they often grow too quickly to be able to incorporate a, government's, a governance policy around procurement almost before it's too late. I guess, yeah, it's, uh, it, may, it does make perfect sense. Right. Why, why do you think that, especially geographically where you're located, why do you think not so many European and especially Indian procurement software companies see this as a region that they really want to develop and grow in? Yeah, they do. They do. They, they, they want to. Um, I think this is a very hot market. It's an exciting market. Everybody wants to tap into it. And I, I don't believe that global companies are oblivious of the, of the attractiveness of this market. But I think it's also a complex market, a very, very complex market. And I'm not saying this to scare off competition. I might be though, but <laughs> that's not the intention. The, the, it's, a, it's a very complex market by nature. And uh, the Middle East is, see, uh, the U.S. market is, is sort of like the most um, understood market uh, out there, right? Japan is, is very different yeah. than, than the U.S. And you know the traditional American mistake where they look at Europe as one market. <laughs> and men, when they get there, they realize that, that, that you know, Bulgaria is completely different than France. France is completely different than, than no, right? And, and then Europe is now a market. And the, the Middle East is even more complex. The Middle East is not one market. You have the UAE, you have Saudi, you have the GCC countries with, like, they're very similar to each other in a way, but they're very, very different. So I think there is some sort of like an understanding that, uh, or, or, or a learning curve that those companies must have in order to capture the market here, which is amazing. I, I love the, I love that the fact that we at Penny are facing global competition on the basis. This is something that's already happening. But guess what? We're also competing with them in their own countries as well. We won a deal with a very large multi-billion dollar French company in France that has no operation here. And we competed with the global players. It's fine. Competition is healthy. And that's the key, isn't it, in terms of expansion? If you're able to win that business natively without having a, without having a sales team in situ in that country or market that you're getting inquiries from, it's kind of vindication that you've got a product that is relevant beyond your core market. So yeah, it's, right. uh, congratulations, by the way, if you managed to win right. a French client. That's, uh, they're, they're, that's a, t- a tough market to crack. You know, you know, it's, it's funny because I did not know that. Uh, but a French friend of mine told me that, you know, it's the hardest thing. It's the hardest market to crack. And uh, that sort of like reinforced the pride that we, we and the celebration that we had that pennant. <laughs> well, one of the things I was quite curious about when I was doing a bit of research into you was um, one of the things that you offer is the reseller option. And, and what that essentially means for anyone listening to this is that a third-party provider can white-label Penny as a solution and then sell it to their own clients or, or to their own use base. For example, if you're a if you're a group procurement organization, for example, and you and you want to order a, uh, have a platform in which you can you you can offer uh, catalogs and the like. Could you maybe walk us through what drove you to do that and who would typically be the buyer of that type of solution? 
Yeah, absolutely. So let me add a clarification on the on the uh, reseller. To clarify, reseller is not a white label for other companies to sell penny. Reseller is a product. It's actually a really unique product. We're very proud of. It's a white label solution for uh, companies that do procurement as service. Um, so suppose that you're a company that you on one side you have buyers and the other side you have suppliers. The reseller solution would be the right solution for you because you can fully automate your GPO work, the, the group purchasing organization, your GPO work and the distribution work with the reseller platform. So suppose that, let's say that you have a company called um, James Co. And James Co. offers procurement services. So you can offer your clients a James Co. portal where you can have your products and services there and on the other hand, you add the suppliers. So you're sort of like sitting in between the buyers and the suppliers. And that full procurement solution is why they pulled for you. We're very, very proud about the reseller because it's such a unique and, and, and proprietary product. We actually never did any ad for it. We never advertised it. And all of the customers that we have on the reseller came in inbound. And they, 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 they usually come to us with that need in mind, but they just don't know how to describe it. Uh, so we have, uh, we have sort of two use cases for the reseller. The first use case would be the, 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 the procurement as a service companies or GPOs or distributors. And the second use case would be procurement as a shared service. So if you are a conglomerate and you have multiple subsidiaries and you want to unify the for all your subsidiaries in one shared service. But in a way, you want every company to sort of have their own tenant of a procurement software, then the reseller would also be the right solution for you. Uh, we're discovering more and more use cases, which is actually really fascinating. But this is a product that is very, very useful and very, very unique. And it's, it's, it's one of those products that we're quite proud of. I certainly think it's a smart marketing strategy because one of the things that, that I hear all the time, especially in the European market, is that, is that the sales cycle is really, really long. And the bigger the company, typically, the longer it takes to, uh, to, to make a decision and to, uh, and to get budget. And I do think that having that reseller option and having the opportunity to offer essentially procurement technology as a service to, to, to other service providers that are playing in this space could be quite a, well, definitely be a very good significant growth area because I think these third-party providers are growing. You know, as procurement teams tend to slim down their operations and outsource non-core activities like, you know, the more tactical operational buying to BPOs or to, th- or to third parties, they may not all be in the position to be able to, to build and develop their own tech. You know, if you're a Genpact or an Infosys, then you probably can. But right. if you're a smaller, more unique player servicing one geographical region or industry sector, then 100%. I mean, is, that, is that where you're seeing significant growth through the more niche players that are looking for that? Yeah, absolutely. There's no need for you to reinvent the wheel and there is no need for you to develop your own technology. I mean, we don't like set up, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, like a trading company and say, hey, you know what? We need a CRM. Let's hire developers to build us a CRM. We need an accounting software. Let's hire developers to build us accounting software. That's why the SaaS industry exists. So why is it when it comes to procurement companies 
say like, you know what, we can develop our own current software. I don't think that's, that's necessarily a smart move. Yeah, no, I, I completely, I completely agree. And and while we will start to see, I think a renaissance, a renaissance of make versus buy with low code and no no code tools coming in, I still think having a more sophisticated platform like what Penny can offer, it, it's still a, you know a no brainer to go out to the market and and buy that. I think the the make sort of conundrum now will be more around simpler tasks like purchase order automation and contract repositories and the kind of thing that is is pretty easy to build almost as a hobby product. Right. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see that you're going into that space. Where where do you see your biggest opportunity for growth then going forward with with all, with the different geographies that you're operating in and also having having this reseller option? What do you what are you most excited about now in terms of the journey that you think Penny will go down over the next few years? I we are a very mission driven company and that encompasses us. And our mission is to digitize procurement and beyond. And the reason why we actually um, the way we write it down is we digitize procurement, karma, and beyond. And the reason why we emphasize on that was because we we fundamentally believe that by digitizing procurement, we can digitize the full value chain of procurement. So today what we offer is a procurement software, a source-to-pay software. And that should be our focus. And we're laser focused on this. And all we care about today is build an amazing procurement software that people love. And the future of it is if when we are successful in the first step, that's just the first step. The future of Penny is to digitize the full value chain of procurement because think about it this way. When you have billions of transactions happening on the platform on an annual basis, you have thousands and tens of thousands of buyers and suppliers what you can offer, you can offer PO financing to the buyer, invoice discounting to the suppliers. You can create that connectivity between the needs of the buyers and the needs of the suppliers and bridge the gap with fintech services, logistics services, and et cetera. That's what we are excited about the most. So having an open ecosystem to bring all of that together. Absolutely, absolutely. And we have no intention of being um, the company of everything. Our goal is to be the portal and we consider Penny the terminal in which we can connect other services and bridge the gap. So if you're a fintech company specializing on providing invoice discount to suppliers, Penny would be the right portal for you. You have access to thousands of suppliers that you can can offer invoice discounting to. We think about Penny as a terminal for B2B transactions. And hence, we can digitize beyond the procurement and across the value chain of procurement. I like that. There's a recognition there that you can't be everything to everybody and there has to be, and there has to be a limitation. Yeah. Oh, no way. That would, that would be a terrible business idea. <laughs> yeah, but it's a business idea that enough of them have tried. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Most of them did not end up very well. Indeed. Unless you are Mr. Bezos, that's probably not a good idea. (laughs) Very, very, very few succeed in that. So last question, Iyad, I know you're a busy guy and uh, and you've got client meetings that you have to run to. So if anyone would like to find out more, uh, where is the best place that we should send them? 
certainly a website or name, penny, penny.co, penny.co, or you simply Google penny software, you will find us on the website. You can request the demo and we'll connect you with a digital procurement specialist. If you are only curious, if, if you are not sure if, you're, if your company can, can use a digital procurement or not, or if you're just curious about how can digital procurement help your company maximize saving, control, and efficiency, please get in touch with us and we will connect you with a procurement specialist for free to completely advise you on that front and show you how Penny can be of service to you. Iyad, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on the show and great to Thanks, learn more Jeff. about the, the region and, and, how it's, and how it's growing and the ProcureTech is starting to, to get its anchor in the business ecosystem there. I look forward to one day welcoming you here in Riyadh. And that was Iyad, ladies and gentlemen, from Penny. So, yeah, Source to Pay has an exciting future, whichever market you're in and whichever industry sector or size of business. Just a quick one before we sign off. Thank you very much for listening to the show. There are a lot of procurement podcasts out there, so we're very glad that you've chosen us to listen to today. But just a quick request that if you like what you hear, then please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and tell anyone in your network what we do. And we would love to help them find their digital procurement solution or inspire them on their digital transformation journey. Until next time, take care wherever you are in the world and bye for now.